3: pink what to match big big and you looking for the fly sacks. Fly this is where Detroit. it's at windows fully keep their hands on the burner Cause
1: know that fly fly money on their mind. yo what up though j johnson aka the Tim you Hat Titan, aka the conspiracy realist aka the technology snob steve jobs junior don't text you with your green bubbles aka I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice. Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mr. If you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. When you see me in a room with lions, Simba's dying. Come back 15 minutes later, I'll have dinner frying. A.K.A. I'm only one of them niggas that you can, tr- if you one of them niggas the niggas who only trusts you can touch, when you see me, give me your pound and shut the fuck up. A.K.A. Jay Johnson, the crowd favorite. I took my own horn because I look like Miles Davis. <laughs> I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be what up what up though and it's your man dame three underscores
2: three one three the west side landlord the pride of pa high chief dame don't fuck around the liquor store legend the corner store conquistador your mama's favorite dame and the david ruffin of the shop talk podcast because you know who the fuck they came to see not you otis it's no better than these four letters thank god for dame and if you're speaking on dame you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you not saying it right. And hey, yo, God covered two thirds of the earth. I cover the last third because God covered the earth and Dame covered the turf. <sighs> Judge Boss Dame and his bitch all rise. And I am a motherfucking black belt. Dog, I want to karate chop you because you got on a sport coat.
1: Yo, you got on the uh, sport coat Welcome back Come get karate chopped Shop Talk podcast episode 400
2: Amen On you hoes Thank God for damn Thank God for Shop Talk Man, thank God for you, partner I'm, I'm glad that we man. made it to 400
1: episodes 400 is crazy
2: It's a big number I remember when we did the 200 episode uh, We had the live podcast for 200 And it seemed First of all, man I This is something I never told anybody Before the episode, I went to the bathroom and I was hyperventilating. You understand? I was sweating my ass off. I could not breathe. I was fucking hyperventilating before the 200th episode. Like, I didn't didn't know if I could do it. That's how bad, like, my anxiety was fucking with me. Like, I was going through it. The pandemic episode, basically. Yeah. And you know what really saved me? And I've never told her this, but shout out to Cheyenne. Like me and Cheyenne talk, you know, and that's naturally we got a rapport. But just out the blue, she texts me. She's like, "Can I bring you anything before I get there?" I was like, "I need a Gatorade and a water." And that shit. What was going on? I don't. I don't like talking in front of large crowds. And at that time, I hadn't really like kind of. I didn't. I I'd I be
1: forgetting about that type of shit, right? Uh,
2: I hadn't kind of conquered that shit, and even though the crowd. Was full of people that know us and love us and support us. Like I remember walking into the back of the room and seeing like autumn heads and and I I just couldn't I, I couldn't pull it together. Cheyenne saved me with the Gatorade and water. I went off somewhere private, drank the Gatorade, took a couple swigs of water, it helped calm me down. I came back and we knocked it out.
1: Man, that's crazy. Um I'll be forgetting that like public speaking is like a thing for like ninety percent of people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and we had done live
2: shit before, but it was just something about two hundred that was so the magnitude of it. Like it felt like a, I mean, it felt like a big deal because it
1: was a big deal for us. And you know, man, like I I just had just, a heart. We had did a show like two weeks before that at the Masonic Temple. We had a we had a, it was a big crowd. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. But like. They were like our people It was like I'm probably never It was full of white folks too Yeah It was like we probably never Gonna see these people again You know what I'm saying Maybe I that remember was, that And and it'd be
2: Sometimes it just be that That mind thing You know what I'm saying Like if it's people you don't know You don't Like I don't get no fuck But yeah. like In a room full of like Like I said People that we know And love And had a good time I think I bought some Tiger bone with me That episode That was like the last one Before the pandemic I bought some Tiger Bone with me, I think. Was
1: that the Tiger Bone episode? I don't think that was the Tiger Bone episode. That I was think was the I'm... second one that we had up there. Okay. That te- that Tiger Bone episode was great. That was that was a great that was a great episode.
2: I remember Cheyenne being washed. Yeah. Uh I think that was the first night I met. Uh now I can say the new Mr. and Mrs. Anthony Bernard Wooden Jr. Absolutely, I met I met Miss Shorty that evening, mm-hmm. uh, my first time. Shout out to Aunt and Latrice. Uh, man, it's a beautiful thing. Black love is a beautiful thing. I'm glad that Aunt
1: has that's been. So, that's so wild because, like, uh, you know, we've been shooting this shot talk documentary. So I had a name tag pulled up, says some stuff, and pulled. Did he bring me any money? Uh, and like, we was talking about like. 400 episodes and shop talk. Uh, we've been doing this shit for like a long time. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, we brung up like episode 200, which is half the time frame, Right. But 200 seemed like it was so close and that was in 2020. Right. And I'm like, yo, we've been recording. Rec- we've been, rec- I've been recording this week in culture since 2018. It just don't seem that way. Yeah. It just seemed like, oh, we just started that. Like, it don't it don't it's seem... Been, it's been neck and neck. Yeah, but it don't seem that way to me. Yeah, I you know what, you. what I'm saying? It just seemed like, oh, we... Just, I remember like, when This Week in Culture was just an
2: idea. He was like, I got this great idea for me and Aunt. is going to take off. Yo, I remember very early on in their courtship, seeing Aunt and asking him about the
1: date. And he was like, yo, if this go well, like, she could be the one. I mean, the, the day he, when he first came in the pod, the day after the date, he was like, yo, I'm going to marry her. Like literally, the very like he was like, "Yo, that's the one," and you know, I just came from a uh, uh, ceremony. Uh, Congratulations, art. man! You know, so listen, man, it's a, it's amazing. Uh, I love to see black love, but, but but what I was getting at is that uh, you know, two hundred seemed like like an, an an astronomical number. You feel me? Like it just seemed like it was a lot. We celebrated. It was like a it was like a big thing, and. Possibly because it was cause we went through COVID and it was a COVID year, that whole year was a blur. It seemed like that shit was right. That shit seemed like it wasn't too long ago. No, and it
2: was a big thing, man. You so many people come out. Brother Machete, I remember him getting up there and speaking, mm-hmm. him and Don. Uh really, man, just everybody,
1: every the twins. The thing though is like we've just we just doubled that. You know what I'm saying? Like all that shit that we felt about 200 and how long and this and that and this and we just doubled that because right now we have 400 and yo this rare air like it's legitimately rare air because I say all right Joe button podcast got a man am like 600 or so right right uh, they record multiple episodes stand there two three times a week you know what I'm saying uh, at least twice Joe Rogan Clearly, he got 10 years worth of this shit. Um, but Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla,
2: they're recording every
1: day. Yeah, Adam Carolla is is the actual pod god. Like, if if you want to be 100% serious, like, Adam Carolla is the first person I can remember with a pod. I mean, that's what he does. Now it's like a, it's, he might as well have a whole news station. But Adam Carolla probably got more pods than anybody. Yeah. Like, legit, he probably got more pods than anybody. But like I'm on one hand still I do not know I'm not saying it doesn't exist Right But I do not know We in rare air With 400 episodes dog This legitimately Rare air
2: Sign that word out
1: Yeah What rare or air
2: Legitimately
1: mm, I've been drinking And <laughs> uh, don't ever correct me on air again Thank you <laughs> I appreciate it uh, But yeah this is this is rare air uh, anywho dog man how was your week my brother hey man week was uh
2: week was pretty good for the most part <clears throat> excuse me had two surprise days off from work didn't even remember me like requesting Cto and having that time off so getting two days to kind of relax smoke regenerate uh was amazing man and just to uh you know what, man, just getting in the holiday spirit. Like normally I don't really be like big on the holidays. Like that's right. just not my that's just not my thing. But uh you know, talking to the kids and just having like some realistic conversations. Like this gonna be my oldest girl last Christmas with with us in while she's in high school. You know, she turned eighteen in two weeks and she you know, starting to spread her wings and and become a young adult, and uh, you know, just looking at my babies growing up, they ain't really asked for a lot. I know my older kids just want money. You know, I usually buy clothes for the little ones because you know your mama can get you the shit that you want.
1: I get you the shit that you need. And uh, you should reverse that shit. You just give them the shit they want. The shit they need probably costs more money. They'd be happy with it. Like shit they need, they don't care about. Shit they want. I want that memory to be associated with dad instead of mom. Shout out to you. Shout out to the to the the BMS. They're gonna get the shit that they need.
2: Uh, And then (laughs) I ain't gonna put it out there, but like, yeah, just pray for me in dealing with (laughs) in dealing with some shit, man. I need the Lord to intervene in something. So because I I damn near snapped and probably could have went to jail this week had I just let my emotions continue to. You know, flare up But God is great God is good Amen I'm happy to see another holiday season Lord willing, see another year 400 episodes Lord willing, might get another 400 out of this shit
1: Who knows? Man, that is kind of crazy, man And, uh It really is kind of crazy Like, four So, this week in culture, we got, we on episode 352, right? Yeah. So we catching up a number. We probably, possibly by the end of the year, we we'll probably possibly surpass in numbers, but we're not going by ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And your episodes
2: be a little bit different.
1: It's not, it hasn't been 400 weeks consecutively nonstop. Right. That's really what I'm kind of like. 400 episodes is one thing, correct, which is, is amazing. But 400 weeks consecutively, nonstop, taking into consideration all that has happened in our lives. Nigga, the pandemic. In our lives, in the fucking world, you know what I'm saying? That shit crazy. (coughs) Excuse me.
2: That shit crazy, man.
1: And I appreciate you, too. You know what I'm saying? Hearing you talk about the different joints and like, y'all, you didn't think this was going to be like a everyday thing, you know what I'm saying, a every week thing, I'm a human and a nigga for a, a week or so but like to to commit something that's not your brain child or your baby, you know what I'm saying? But to to stick in and commit where you know what I'm saying? How
2: many things you done not quit on in your life?
1: Too many, dog. Too many.
2: I I know I came to a point where we was recording and I thought about quitting like hella times. People told me to quit. I was dealing with women. I was like, you know, you would be doing this on Friday instead. All of that. But I came to a point in my thinking. Now, recently, I was like, maybe we should take a break. But I definitely came to a point in my thinking. I was like, you know what? I just ain't going to quit. Because I always see those memes and people talk about how close they are. And then they quit. And then. You know, success might be, like, right on the other side of the... You know, it may not come at episode 400, but it may be episode 410 that the shit hit in a way that has never hit before. And, you know, now we we got the the big production deal. Somebody want to give us the money. The bag came, and I always felt like, man... Maybe some things I gave up on too soon, but I just didn't want this to be one of those things. And I remember me and you had a conversation one time and you was like, Man, I'd rather us look back at the story and say, Man, remember when we did that crazy ass shit and it didn't work, as opposed to like, man, Man. what if we would have did that crazy ass shit and just be oh we it'd be too far too far behind us?
1: Man, I have um I have too many what if situations in my life. That's pretty. I'm I'm pretty ashamed of, to be perfectly honest. I got way too many what if situations that I I have in my life. And I just really wasn't willing to do it with this particular situation. I feel you. And um, because like, what if I just didn't stop? You know, I, I think about that all the time, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, like decisions that are made, like, yo, what if I, I've been, re, I've been thinking of the opposite way. Like, what if I didn't stop the pot? I didn't do the podcast. What if I didn't always have something going on? What would I have done with all this free time? Right. Like what I, should I be married with a kid right now? Would I be in a relationship that I, that I dread right now? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. how much stuff did I avoid by focusing my energy somewhere else? um and then i i really just think about the last i say last 10 years of my life we we we're approaching 8 years of the podcast which is which is beyond me to be perfectly honest and i think about who i spend my time with who i i i, I share information and in exchange with cuz like i pretty much know people from like two or three different places And I have different school work. Yes. Neighborhood. School work, neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? In different stages. When I look at back at the last 10 years in different stages is like, yo, I've uh, this podcast have changed my life, man. I'll be perfectly honest. It, It really did change my life. And I started to think. How? Right. I always like to put things in perspective. You know they say a butterfly flaps his wings and the fucking tornado happens or hurricane happens on whatever. You know what episode I think it was? Well it was this episode. It's the Detroit Charlie episode. The very first one. Okay. When we was in um Podcast Detroit. Podcast Detroit. Um and from that episode, because I guess it had a little bit of controversy in there, you know what I mean? That's the first episode the twins heard. That tapped us in with the twins That's the first episode Uh, Name tag said somebody had referred him You know what I'm saying To the episode And then based off that the Twins tapped in with they start listening Oh y'all fuck with them We the same age We for such 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 Let's do spend expensive money Let's do an ad with them Let's jump on their show And then be via, via that relationship It opened up I met Curve in them Through that relationship And through that relationship You meet this person and then this person happens And this person happens and you start following that That web or that tree And it's like yo all these different relationships Happened And Based upon
2: some shit me and you We're just, we're just kicking it with You know one thing that I always Look at I always read about was like Friendships over 35 uh, Because I'm pretty much They say around 34 or 35 You're pretty set in your ways The people that The type of people That you like to deal with Yeah <clears throat> The type of person That you are You pretty much know Your likes and dislikes And you're pretty firm On most of those things And when I look at Some of those friendships That we've created Like you said The twins Curve Pharaoh uh, Marv Name tag Nelson You know uh, Macho Nick. Yeah macho Shit This week in culture Yeah cuz Ant was a guest initially in the very beginning of the show. I remember <laughs> I remember the first time Ant bought a 40, I thought I was going to catch
1: a DUI that the night. The first time I ever drank a 40, like so like I thought, had 40 and fried chicken that night. That was crazy. So like I knew Ant from online and he was friends with a bunch of my friends and Joy basically was like, "Yo, you should bring him on." I'm like how was the next jenny like yo what's up with this nigga you know what i'm saying because i didn't i knew him from online but i don't know the nigga you yeah. know what i'm saying and based off the like yo reached out yo you would love to come on the pod blah blah, blah, blah and came in was kicking it it was great like d rick right like i knew d rick because he went to school with demerit j grand all them he went to cash you know right. what i'm saying I thought I knew D Rick from Michigan state because all them same people went to state and we, we got a whole bunch of mutual friends, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't know him in real life. Like we'll see it if I'm at homecoming or some shit, you see you, you throw your little dap up or whatever. But like, then he came on the pot and then we start fucking each other like heavier, you know what I'm saying? And via that relationship, I done met so many different people, been in so many rooms, uh, did work for so many different people. Uh, through the pile we fuck around and met Pharaoh. You know what I'm saying? Just off a tweet, and like that's one of my guys. Like I, i, yeah. I consider him a friend. In Genuinely, real life, you know what I'm saying? Um, been blessed to do a bunch of different ventures in that, and like help the community. um Jackie with the what the we down at Get the, back to the D Like, come on, man! This is so much stuff that didn't happen. One of the most
2: humbling experiences I've ever had in my life was that day that we gave out food and purses and stuff at the, at the uh, NSO Warming warming Station, it. man. You know, one of the most humbling experiences, like people say you should give back, but when you really understand and see people that are in a very unfortunate position and you're not, uh, and I went, it's crazy, man.
1: I went to a funeral this week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine. Very Sorry to hear that close friend her father passed and uh, like it's hard to not think about your own mortality while you're at a funeral right and then it's hearing like um the acts of service that this person um did for like the majority of their lives and like how many people was there to to say that this person touched me in this particular way and know what have you and it just had me thinking about like yo how am i gonna be remembered You know, what I'm saying in this world, like, are you important enough for somebody to say, yo, I want to stand up at this person's funeral and say something. You know what I'm saying? You, You say something kind about them. Yeah. You just think about that. Like, yo, where do you place like in society? Like, I don't I can't judge me. I can't judge my impact. I don't know what I mean to other people. You know what I'm saying? People give us praises for the pie. I never know what it means in real life. You know what I'm saying? like, yeah. So that's just been on my mind. Plus with the doc, you know what I'm saying? I've been thinking back on a bunch of different stuff. Somebody hit me up earlier uh, yesterday, actually. Um, one of the young, I mean, not old older, but one of the young cats that used to drive down from Lansing and, do the, and record a pod, we was downstairs in the first studio. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, man, you still got the studio going? He was like, man, I was talking to you about, I was talking to somebody about you the other day. And he was like, man, we used to be down there. And he was like, man, you, y'all you were just so ahead of the time, you know what I'm saying, back then. I'm like, man, I, I, and he said, like, I just want to make sure you knew that, like, I'm trying to give you your flowers the whole nine yards. And I just think, man, like, you just never know your impact that you having and what's going on. You never know that you're in the good old times, why you're in the good old times. It's funny that you
2: mentioned that, like, that, that funeral, per se uh cuz i had somebody uh, a mutual friend pass out of town and they were in Olive Branch Mississippi and if you know Olive Branch is like right outside of Nashville and i got a couple friends in Nashville that said they went to the funeral and this is somebody that i've known you know they were loved and revered here in Michigan he was been a teacher down in the Olive Branch tennessee area for like the past 20 25 years and i was talking to a friend of mine that went to the funeral i was like you know how how were things he was like man he's like he needed a police escort he was like it was over 300 cars in the funeral procession when we when we drove him to the cemetery it was like they legit had to have a police escort he's like he had kids out there you know from kids that he taught as Recently, as last year, the kids, he taught 10, 15 years ago. He was like he was beloved in the community. And when I think about my life and the legacy that I want to leave, you know, man, I, I do want people to look back at me, you, collectively with love, but also look at us as individuals like, yo, Jay was my man, Dane was my man, and they can say good things, they can tell my kids good things about their father. You know what I'm saying? And I I hope that what we give to people week in and week out, which is just really a very small glimpse of our personal and private lives, that they can take something with that and smile, apply it to their lives, give them a little motivation that they can make it through another day. Like, legit, me and Jay are just two friends shooting the shit like we had always done For years and years We just turned the mic on And got some entrance music In front of it But this is legit What we just Used to do on our off time And the the fact that people Have latched on with it Have stayed on with it Man it's a humbling experience And I wish I could thank Every one of you all Individually Yeah But you know I just love and appreciate y'all For for riding with us For 400 episodes And God willing Like this is only the We just scratching the surface (laughs) On things
1: Man uh shout out to cortez hit me up the other day right uh him and don came on a pod uh i guess it's probably about a year and a half two years ago and shit now uh but he yeah, had texted me his uh spotify shit and he like uh he said you are in the top 13 percent of fans you listen to four thousand three hundred and sixty-five minutes and he like man niggas must be running episodes back three or four times because I didn't miss the episode how I'm not in the top 10% at bare minimum you know what I'm saying so yeah. he sent me that shit then I had to go back and look uh, and I found uh, Jamie Zotto, Uh hopefully I pronounced that right he in the top 2% of fans listened to 12,513 minutes that is crazy 2023 we ain't released that amount this year so it means that you was going back. He found getting, episodes
2: that he liked and, and fuck with and came back to him. and
1: getting caught up, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I was saying like, well, like I think people who found us and start fucking with us go back and listen and getting caught up. And in real life like that means the world. You feel me? Cuz like everybody think podcast numbers is about what you dropped last week. What is your last episode or your m- monthly numbers is not that. It's people listening to episode number one for the first time. Yeah. Uh, or people have different different things that they listen to, man. It's like, man, I just appreciate y'all, man. Shit get nigga, when you start you really start thinking about this shit, man, a nigga can get in his feelings quick. You know what I'm saying? Like some of sometimes it's just crazy. Like, yo, I'm shout out from Louisiana. Yo, I'm listening from New York. I'm listening from All over the fucking world. Look, I ran into somebody
2: I was I went to high school with. He was like, man, I've been over in Germany. I've been stationed over in Germany for six months, and he was like, that's my way of keeping up with what's going on on the home front was tapping in a shop talk. So like he's like, if you see international, he was like, I've been in Germany, New Zealand, and he was like, you know, a couple classified places I can't talk about. <laughs> but he was like, that's how I keep tapped in yeah. to what's going on. Cause he was like, literally, I can go months without talking to my family. Cause I have like I have to turn my location off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like as long as I got a Wi-Fi connection, I can at least download the podcast. In my personal time Mm. And listen and see what's going on He was like, I can't email or talk to my mama But he was like, I can listen to shop talk And know what's going on In the hood, what's going on in the world Because he was like, I'd be legit cut off From from the world for months Just due to my Classification and work Mm. And I was like, man,
1: that's that's Man, that's a humbling Responsibility to have Um and one i' don't, i don't I don't believe yourself or myself take lightly to be perfectly honest, uh I mean we just appreciate y'all for supporting for four hundred episodes I mean it's some of y'all' didn't listen to every single episode and it's
2: are, and it's legit more than four hundred yeah, it is like the I think that's just our official count yeah but for like sure. we've definitely recorded more than four hundred episodes. I wanted to ask you since we. You know All emotional and reminiscent What's some of your Favorite episodes
1: Uh Some of our favorite Some of our favorite Episodes Uh Um I think I A couple of them I say all the time Like dreams We mentioned
2: and some last week
1: Dreams and nightmares Um I I I really enjoyed The episode With Machete Um I think you had Something to do With your Yeah daughter. I
2: wasn't I wasn't here for that episode With brother Machete
1: Um I, I enjoy the episodes um, where we can just sit here and kick it. Oh, I do want to give a shout out to uh, to Shad versus Everybody Pod, right?
2: Shad mm-hmm. uh, posting them clips. He gonna promote the fuck out that episode for sure. Shout I'm, out to him. I'm gonna gonna
1: retag and post every single time too. But uh, December first, 2017, uh, was the celebration of life episode. The one I did after uh my mom passed. Man, I I. I that's a good episode. That was like a really good episode. Um, I didn't know he was going to ask that. And I appreciate that he asked that question because he actually does like work research or whatever. Like he went in the bag. Oh,
2: no. You know? He 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 know what he's talking about. And that's just how he interviews, period. Yeah. Not just us. Yeah. Like he knows the people. He do his homework on yeah. the people that he interviewed.
1: And I, I respect that from from Potters. You feel me? Um, I, I really enjoyed that episode. Um one of the episodes that we did when you was from, when you were calling in from your hospital bed, um, is one of my favorite episodes because um, one, you know, it shows our resiliency or whatever, and two, so like we got roles on the pod. You know what I'm saying? The role I play on this pod and the role you play, they they're defined roles. All right. I get to be a different version of myself. Like I'm the bad guy on this week in culture, you know what I'm saying? You
2: don't feel like you're the bad guy on Shop Talk.
1: No, you're the bad guy on Shop Cart. I'm the good guy on Shop Talk. You know what I'm saying? I'm the the more reasonable one. air quotes because it
2: is that why you wore a sport coat to be more to look more reasonable than me today?
1: Absolutely. Okay. That's the that's the, that's the exactly sport
2: reason. coat and hoodie, just polar opposites.
1: Yeah, but uh, you know what I'm saying? You you know the dame going wild and shit like that, but uh, like you got a serious side. You know what I'm saying? You're a smart individual. You like a lot of different life experiences. And when you get on here and you start talking from the heart, um, it sounds different. You know what I'm saying? And it hold a different it hold a different impact. You know what I'm saying? And I think it, it endears you to people. And those episodes, those be the ones, you know what I'm saying? People be like, yo, man, that episode last week was such and such and such and such. Dog,
2: I remember recording from the episode for recording from the hospital. Like, telling the nursing staff, like, yo, can I just get, like, an hour of somebody not fucking with me? And, like, really being in a fucked up spot. You know, niggas don't. You know, when I think about, like, some of those times, there there were multiple occasions where I spent bare minimum five days in the hospital. My first time in a hospital, like, really, like, my first time there, I lost eighty, I lost 60 pounds in the course of, like, eight days. Yeah. Like, when I left the hospital, I was on a walker. You know what I'm saying? I hadn't walked since the day before they brought me in the hospital. That's how weak my body was. I left the hospital on a walker. I needed assistance to get into my home that that day. And I just didn't know what the next days were going to hold. Like, I didn't know... (laughs) <laughs> nigga like you know your house yeah. You you know the width and how you move through it But like nigga I literally was walking through my house On a walker to get back and forth to the bathroom And not knowing like yo, know how long am I going to be in this position Two weeks ago I could run up and down the steps Yeah I could take the dog out I could walk I could take the kids to school Right now nigga I need assistance
1: To put on pajama pants And walk to the bathroom So like That's like the part When we be like Yo this When we say like This a labor of love Like specifically I don't gotta do The fucking podcast Like I'm going through Life shit Yeah You know what I'm saying Like I could fuck around Lose my life I can spend every Bit of energy I have my family And my kids You know what I'm saying Like I don't have to do this But I did it anyway But then I also look at it Like
2: you know, after sitting in the hospital, after laying on my back all week long, like this is this is the only thing I have to look forward to. You know, I I remember having a seizure and going to the hospital. And I think I may have talked about I'm sure I talked about this at some point. I had a seizure, was flipping out in the back of the ambulance. They took me to the hospital and literally like for that week or so that I was there, I I don't really have a lot of memory of what's going on. Yeah. I know you came to see me. Uh, a family friend of mine, Darwin, who's been here on the podcast, he came he came and sat with me like through a whole movie. He said I was just in and out of consciousness. You know, people came to see me, and I couldn't
1: remember it for weeks after. Oh, He was like, you got you to gotta charge it for my phone. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to charge that goddamn phone. <laughs> I know that. <laughs>
2: Because that'd be your only lifeline yeah, You know what yeah. I'm saying And like <laughs> yeah, one, th- I love Henry Ford West Bloomfield Hospital It's a beautiful campus They
1: took care of my mom man They they, they did brain surgery on my mom there You know what I'm saying
2: like, But nigga what they gonna do They gonna prop you up by a window You gonna look at that lake And you gonna sit your fucking ass there And nigga time, When you are in the hospital Time and space Move something completely different Yeah I watched the Spongebob movie every single day. And for me, that was just a reminder that today is another day. Like, I had to start finding a routine because, like, I I legit... Didn't know what was going, <laughs> what was going on. They are asking for a charger. Shit, is me all day long. Like
1: hey, you got charger, <laughs> it's
2: me all day long. <laughs> but I mean, like by the end of the week, I needed some, I needed some form of familiarity, in order to look forward to. Like that's what would keep me on a time frame at least for Friday. That I know that, like, yo, I got to tap in with Jay at a certain time so that we can record the episode. And I remember listening to one episode, and you can hear, like, the that sh- that heart monitor beeping in the background. <laughs> like, Hadira was like, yo, that's the eeriest shit in the world. But, like, yo, that's what the fuck I was dealing with, yo. And just to see people rally around you and support you. Every time I see somebody, they be like, how you doing? How's your health? How you making it? And like we made our like you said, I opened up that part of my life and showed that like I was a real vulnerable person and people attached on and I really appreciate that love so much. So much.
1: Yo, um the no tipping episode, that was July of twenty sixteen. That was a one, two, three, four. What do you feel Those about no tipping now? I still feel the same way. Okay. Even more so now. I'm actually more pissed. I went to A&W and they burned my food all like, Do you want to leave a tip? No, but since you fucking asked, yes, have a dollar. <laughs> the fuck? Like, how am I supposed to get my food? I don't like going to self-serve
2: places and they be like, do you want to leave a tip?
1: No, I fucking don't. I'm going to
2: now. Like, I just rung everything up myself. I, what am I leaving a tip for?
1: Like, can y'all tip me at my job? Because no. like, fuck it Because essentially, you basically saying yo These people don't make enough money, give them some extra money Well, give me some fucking extra money, I don't make enough either then the fuck out of shit uh, I had somebody door
2: dash me some food this week And she was like, well, I was calling to let you know You had an Amazon package on your porch too And I was like, you know, thank you But like, I saw the Amazon confirmation you know, before you was getting here, so I knew I had the package, but I felt like that was her way of being like, "Well, I did do something extra, yeah, and I didn't take your motherfucking package." Um, because a DoorDash nigga will take your package.
1: I thought this was a cool episode. Like some of these episodes, we can probably redo. We should maybe because 2016, y'all went, some of y'all wasn't around in 2016. We
2: should yeah. revisit some of these
1: topics. The because so our first 100 episodes. I didn't start numbering episodes until 100. Okay. Uh, so every episode between one and was just a title. One and 100 was just like so. The first one was the first episode. Number two, the Beyonce killed Prince episode. I still stand by that. Uh, the feminine feminism failed you episode. Black,
2: I definitely stand by that.
1: The Black Lives Matter and Conspiracy Theorist episode, the no tipping episode, the MJ crying meme episode. That shit was funny. It was. I remember coming back from I was at um we recorded this one in my in my apartment. Uh but I was coming back from I don't know why I was there, but I was at um Bahama Breeze. That was for to it was either Ron or Tasha or
2: it was Ron birthday.
1: Okay, that's what it
2: was Because me and you both went Yeah Yeah, it was Ryan's birthday
1: We came man. I think we maybe been a little bit of drunk But we, we were We
2: went to Bahama Breeze
1: We ate We had some drinks And then we came to record I don't even I don't remember what the episode was about I just remember laughing uncontrollably Like the the majority of the episode like, We had a good time um, Let me look at Yo, uh, the financial literacy episode With Jay, uh, James on there Is marriage outdated? We can revisit that for sure Yeah Shit, tax season coming back up. We need to have James.
2: We need to have James and Fred in here at the same time.
1: Um, the Fifty Shades of Blackness episode with uh with Tariq. Tariq. Even though that shit say Tariq. Tariq. Um, gotta respect that man's name. Yeah. Uh the accountability episode with
2: Don. Uh We got real drunk with Don at your house too. Yeah, we was in that bitch arguing. Dr- bitch. We was drinking Tito's over the rocks with just yeah. a little squeeze of lime.
1: The Hillary Blinton episode. No typo. Okay. <laughs> Run the Jude the Grabber by the Podcast episode. Uh and then our first episode with uh Judy, uh the Threes Company episode. Yeah. The Make Drugs Legal episode. That was the first episode. So no. The first episode we recorded at Shop Talk, I mean at Podcast Detroit, must have been uh the Judy one yeah and then the next week we did the make drugs legal episode and that's the one he just started talking on the pod it was was like right man radio voice yeah we never said we just looked at each other and just kept talking like we didn't hear him and shit uh hi you uh man i just this this whole this whole first year man this was this was this was a different time man Uh, um i gotta
2: go favorite the first one gotta go i remember the hi you episode was so funny because i pulled up in the parking lot and i was like yo is he white <laughs> and you had no clue i was if like he,
1: nah uh. <laughs> you had no clue if Pete was white or not yeah uh yo the one gotta go episode part one and part two is lit like that was november 30th of 2016 Cause I just got a reminder from X amount of years ago about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the second one got to go episode was the first, there was ants first episode on the second episode on the pod. Okay. Um, Oh shit. We did. A, uh, we started really fucking with, uh, Cheyenne off the pot. You know, we used to work with, I used to work with, we, you was there when Cheyenne was working there, right? So I had met Cheyenne outside of the podcast, uh,
2: but she had mentioned working at Comcast, but I never remember seeing
1: her there. But, you know, like I came front, like I come to work high or drunk
2: any day of the week.
1: So like, I like, remember her there. She was she didn't say nothing, really. You know, she was quiet. But when I met her, besides like at work, still a mutual homegirl who's at bar seven. She was like, yo, hey, this is my homegirl, Cheyenne. I'm like, oh, shit, you work at Comcast, right? Blah, blah, blah. But like we ain't really fuck with. Cheyenne like the that po- until, The podcast until the pod. helped o- open it up And I always just thought she was cool
2: She knew about wrestling She knew about kicks yeah. You know what I'm saying Like Cheyenne as beautiful as she is Sometimes can blend in as one of the fellas very easily Oh shit
1: <laughs> The relationship gurus oh, it was We a- need to
2: bring the gurus
1: back <laughs> I was a guru back then Right now I'm, I'm rusty to the motherfucker I'm not a guru Let anymore. me ask
2: you something man Like yeah. Legit Because we both single how do you feel about, like, dating at this stage of your life? I hate it. What you hate about it?
1: Um, this shit, it's a weird time out here, dog. Like, it's, re- it's really a weird time out here. Uh, it's either, like... It's interesting, man. Because, like, everybody come with different baggage, and everybody got their guard up, and everybody doing all this. I'd be like, all right, I think I'm... I'm this seems like I'm wasting my time. Like I don't even have a lot of time. You know what I'm saying? So when I do get some free time
2: I stopped I just I just cold turkey I have stopped dating and I mean it, honestly, I I'm,
1: I'm really not
2: dating. It, so <laughs> I'm going to tell this quick story. I went on like two dates maybe around September maybe it's like August September. And like one of the, the young ladies I knew it just wasn't going nowhere. Like while we were sitting on a date eating, I was like, Yeah, I'm never gonna speak to her ever again in life. Like this is not working. And then one I was like, eh, maybe, maybe. Maybe just like maybe if we hang out a little bit more, yeah. It could be something. And then like she texted me like a day or two later, is like, You're not applying no pressure. I don't feel no relationship bubbling, I'm out. And I, was, I didn't bark or beg But I'm like yo I've known you
1: 10 days Tops Why you think Oh my god Like when you <laughs> got a, a A hashtag As the reason Like applying pressure Bitch I don't fucking Why do you think you pressure worthy If that's the That just sounds so mean But like I don't you, know you You think that your Your first impression Was so fucking good That I'm head over heels And I got to have you already And I should
2: be like You know, being like, maybe we can be in a relationship. I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. Man, I wish. But dating over 40, like, I've legit said, no, no. And and you know what? I'm just praying about it. And like, God going to have to open me up to certain things. Now, there are people that like peak my interest. Yeah. But like, legit, the Lord Jesus Himself. It's going to have to be like it's time again For you to get back out here in the pool
1: I mean I got things that, that pique my interest Man but sometimes like The anxiety For lack of a better word Of like starting over brand new with somebody else What's your favorite color Would you look to Like I, I, I just That's why I don't date strangers And like it's just easier with people I already know Because I, I don't open up to strangers like that You know what I'm saying Like and where I'm going to meet you at My life is so structured right now Like I'm not out and about now. So I'm gonna meet you through a DM Sometimes I I mean it happens You know what I'm saying You develop friendships And you start following And y'all you know Like cool But like (sighs) Happens to Like the Me meeting women
2: in random places Becomes less and less Applicable as I get older. Like I used to meet women at the bar, at the grocery store. But I'm like you. Like I go out, but like that whole thing of like my my weekend being I'm gonna go to such and such on Friday. I'm gonna be here on Saturday. I might do brunch. <laughs> like I don't live like that no more.
1: Yeah. uh So it's it's, it's definitely interesting. And then like at this point, and and like you got children. Now nah, we gotta juggle, we gotta juggle either around your children or I gotta juggle with the like are you do you really got the children this week and you can't day or like you never know it's just <laughs> I think a woman was trying to talk to me at the grocery
2: store, but like I was so far in something else like. She, I thought she was trying to cut in front of line <laughs> <laughs> at the grocery store. But the thing is, she was already in line yeah. and was paying for a thing. She had a couple things on the conveyor belt. I didn't see that she had stepped away to, like, put the little handbasket somewhere. So when she pulled up, when she came back in line, like, I got smart. with. I was like, you cutting in front of me? <laughs> and she she just kind of like Looked back and spied. And she said something About me smelling good And I was legit like What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like I was real aggressive <laughs> In my response And I don't think Her approach Like looking back on it Like she wasn't trying To be aggressive But I probably just Fumbled rock on that one I'll
1: be honest I'm starting to get concerned About me Oh You know what I'm saying I I've been think I've been Single too long we have been. You know what I'm saying?
2: No, that's the mistake.
1: We have been. Uh, and it's not a. It's 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 definitely not like by design. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm being hundred percent honest, I have poured everything I got into this podcast in the studio for the last seven and a half years. You know what I'm saying? Every bit of free time I got, I poured into this shit. We have been single um, for
2: too long, and once you once you single for too long, you you've lived by yourself too long. You know what I'm saying? You've gotten adjusted. Your house is set up perfectly for Jason.
1: But I'm I don't care about that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? You can put some shit here to whatever. Like, I'm just talking about like It's been so long that like Alright, fuck it. I'm just I'm just I'm just gonna not fuck with you no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, alright, you you being real flaky or this I'm I don't got time to alright, fuck it. I mean I just been chilling by myself anyway. I just do whatever I've been doing. Versus then I be thinking like, well, I'm not about to. You're not about to play me, you feel me? Yeah. Like I can be like. Then it's an argument with myself. Like, okay, well, am I giving up too soon, or am I about to look stupid? Because like, I I don't necessarily care that much. But now I got to act like I care that much just so I can fulfill. It just it's just, it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? I don't so, want to play that game with you. Yeah. And um, that's you know.
2: I don't know, man. I pray that love find me the same way it found our partner in the Big Three, Trinidad Ant. But it's going to have to come from a sign from God. (laughs) From God (laughs) that you are worth me dealing with. Because, like, (laughs) you know, shout out to Glam. Because me and her are, you know, we still cool, got a rapport. And I remember telling her, like, when I was younger, bag buying was my thing. I buy a bitch bag, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had a little paper to play around with, you know what I'm saying? I done bought a Gucci bag or three
1: in my career. Yeah, it never yeah. was my my thing.
2: You know, I had a little bit of paper, so like... had oh, a few laptops, though.
1: <laughs> when we was working in, like,
2: retention and we For was sure. getting we was getting them big checks, go ahead, baby. Go ahead. I, we'll, I'll meet you at the mall. You know, we can... We can buy a bag. But now I look at my life. I was like, I'll never buy another woman a bag again unless she is my wife. Because I bought bags for women that could not afford them. And I have a... Like, you can't afford this without me. Had I not been here at the mall today and been feeling generous, you wouldn't have got this. And like... Is that what I? Is that
1: how I want dating to be for me? Like just buying women shit they can't afford, just cause. Well, your kids can't afford none of the shit you buy them, but you still want them to have it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't. I don't use that if you can. Now, if I feel that you're using me for my money is one thing, but me buying you something that you possibly couldn't get yourself—that's the whole point of it being a gift. Dog, you know I bought I'm a saying? woman. So like, I don't believe that like everything should be
2: transactional but i definitely bought a woman a bag and i ain't never sniff hide nor hair at a hole on her body and i was just like dog what are you doing yeah what are you doing
1: yeah but then i don't know man i don't know i gotta figure it out (laughs) (laughs) like i figured i'm a better i'm a better person when i'm with somebody somebody invited us to do a dating show and i was like i don't want to play no games that was my whole thing I was like I don't want it to be like gimmicky Cause like In real life If you turn the camera around I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be really really charming And while we in this And when just be like But like I may not actually like you though I can be charming like a motherfucker But I can flirt for sport It's fun to flirt You know what I'm saying But like I, I'm well, If I don't like you in real life
2: It's gonna be a whole nother thing Once some cameras off yeah.
1: And I'll To be perfectly honest I don't do a bunch of like I'm talking to five women at the same time type shit, cause I really can't focus that way.
2: I used to be able to. I, now I have no interest in it. I, I don't. I used to, to be able. I used to be able to juggle juggle five of y'all in a week. And you, I mean, you probably know cause you ain't get the time that you was looking for. But man, I used to juggle five women in a week. Matter of fact, that's the
1: longest I've ever been single. I'm usually in a relationship for like a long time. Like you know relationship for a long time maybe a year or two i'm out in the street but like i'm usually i'm a relationship guy i just i ain't never been this single. Before. we old dogs now man no i'm still young i don't feel old like i don't feel like like i don't got it no more you know matter what of my, fact i think i still got it but like i'm not even interested in some of the things that i know i can i i attract
2: I don't feel like I got the it factor at the moment. Like maybe it's just not the season, but you know what made me feel old? I dated this, this, I went out on a date with a woman earlier in 2023, easily one of the most beautiful women I'd ever seen in my life. Like <laughs> body amazing. Her face looked good just everything that you could want like she looked like art my nigga mm. she looked like a fuck when we came when we went to dinner i told her like you look like a masterpiece i wish i could have painted you myself mm. she looked like art and her pants were painted on we went out to dinner had an amazing time probably went out to like two or three more dates and like she got on that same thing like i wasn't applying enough pressure like i want to be her man And I was like, yo, I don't really know you (laughs) to want to be your man. Anyway, fast forward. I like to shop at Trader Joe's. Shout out to all my niggas. Go to Trader Joe's and do some grocery shopping. You won't be disappointed. Plus, they have good skincare products. But anyway, I was in Trader Joe's and I ran into her and she was in there with her mama. Now, the young lady. Mama Mama fine too.
1: Her mama was so much finer than her. Like... Nigga, five stages of advance. Fine. Oh, you gotta marry that kind of girl because she gonna be fine her whole life. If her mama find that old <laughs> nigga, I can. Sh- I would show you a picture of her mama.
2: <laughs> like this bitch is so cold. And I was like, yo, <laughs> did I pick the wrong? Did I did I make the wrong delegation when I tried to talk to your daughter? Because her mama was so fucking fine. And in that instance, I felt old because. So this is her mama.
1: No, nah, get the fuck out of here. That's her mama. Yeah, mama's <laughs> fine as hell. I want to talk to her mama right now. This is her. She look like uh, the city girl girl. Oh, She looked good to the motherfucking person. What's her name? The one with Diddy. Yeah. What's her name? Carisha. Uh, That's who she looked like. She does. Them They look like sisters.
2: Her mama is so fucking fine Body cold And in that instance I felt old Because like I'm Looking at your mama like
1: I mean like You only 46 When you were 38 You can date a 26 year old Or a 46 year old And a 46 year old Can have a 26 year old Yeah So you can date a mama or dad. I mean a mama or a daddy A mama <laughs> or a daughter uh I mean that's just one of them, you know, fun things about numbers, how they work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But
1: no, you wouldn't pick the right one. oh girl, she fine. Her mama though. What about, I mean, her mom cool too, for sure. Okay. But like, I don't know, man, this whole pressure shit. Like, I know the song is cool, but like I think that'd be the I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know how you make money. Nah, let I don't me know. ask you a question. Were you trying to get to know this person? Or was y'all just going on dates? Because that's the difference. Like, we on our third date, and you literally still, I don't know you, I don't know you. Like, was I actively trying to get in yes, to find I, out this
2: person? Yes, like,
1: I'm, I'm trying to get to know her. I'm trying to get to know her. So, I mean, it's not like. So, you probably with the woman anywhere between six to nine hours? You don't know nothing about the girl?
2: Yeah, I know about her, but, like, do, am I ready to be like, okay, like, let me start turning up the commitment jets? I ain't talking about the commitment jet. That's what she wanted, though.
1: I mean, would it be, this hindsight being 2020, Okay, uh, would it have been bad to commit to her? Because she already called. <laughs> <Like,
2: laughs> it it wouldn't have been bad to commit to her. Or at least
1: like, tell her, yeah, I'm ready for commitment.
2: <laughs> I can consider it. But like on our third date, she hit me with like a tornado of shit. Yeah, it is kind of wild. And I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, let me sleep on some of this shit that you've said to me. Because you asked, she she told me, like, how she wanted her life mapped out and what she wanted to be. And if I wasn't at least willing to accept my life looking like A,
1: B, and C, we should stop right now. What do you think about this? I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, I, I came across this, and I just... I
0: take just... the women. When we get All right. we married, we marry like one girl. Because we're resistant. All right, he not said, oh, I feel like men are more romantic than women. When we get married, we marry like
2: one
3: girl. Because we're resistant the whole way. Until we meet one girl and we think, well, be, I'd be an idiot if I didn't marry this girl. She's so great. But it seems like girls get to a place, they just kind of pick, pick the best option or something. Like, I know girls that get married, they're like, oh, he's got a good job.
0: I mean, they spend their whole life looking for Prince Charming. And then they, then they, marry, they marry the guy that's got a good job and he's going to stick around.
1: Like... So when you said like, yo, she planned her life out and everything like that. So I was like, yo, these are some check boxes I gotta to mark off. Yeah. And like for I think for men, like niggas avoid marriage for so long because we kinda taught to. Like we are taught to when somebody brings up the marriage word, No, 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 you know what I'm saying? No, not yet, not yet. Or you about to have a baby No nigga, I don't want no baby that I like. When marriage and having children is, like, one of the greatest It's the joys. life cycle. Yeah, but, like, when you're growing up, it's almost like you hear other people say it, so you just know, like, oh, no, you supposed to. We're taught wrong. Keep big facts. We're taught wrong. But it's like, yo, ain't nothing. And when I say taught, no one ever told me that you shouldn't get married, shouldn't have kids. But, like, how language and jokes and colloquialisms work and you just get the nomenclature of different things. It's inferred. It's
2: inferred like it's wrong.
1: You're supposed to be a player. You're supposed to to don't settle down and all this stuff. Like we really be giving bad advice. You know what I'm saying? And but so men avoid it for so long and they were like, Damn, I gotta have this woman. Like I have to marry this person. And sometimes on the other end, um, it could appear sometimes, not not a hundred percent of the time, it's like, yo, I need to be married by I need to have my family start about 35, I'm 28, I'm getting married to the next person who has a quote-unquote good family, looks good, and has a good job. I
2: I think that we both have different uh, milestones when it comes to it. You know, for a woman, and, and I don't want to pick apart anybody or, or point my finger, but I think for a woman, as you approach a certain age and you know that just biologically, your childbearing years that window is getting closer, you know, you probably start to look at candidates a little bit differently. Yeah. Is he going to be a good man? He going to be a good provider. He going to take care of me and his baby. He may not be, you know, a, a nigga that make, be a sales executive that make 125000 He might end up being Fred the plumber that bring in a, a solid eighty grand a year. But you know what, yeah, Fred got a ball spot, you know what I'm saying, like his stomach stick out a little bit, but he going to take good care of us, and he loved me, and, he, and he's a family man, so maybe that might be the, maybe that might be, I, I think we start settling at a different, in, in different ways. For men, you know, me and you are, we're talking very openly and honestly about dating in our early 40s. It's murky out here. You know, I can't I can't honestly say like if I meet a really good woman who's attractive and a listen <laughs> you know like she could
1: get she could get wifed up. She can cook. She listen she think how I like it. Little, little baby that's going to listen. Well,
2: well the, the listing part is very important to me because if you expect me to take care of the majority of the large bills of the house, I'm going to have to have some say so in how shit is going to rock around this bitch. So I mean, listen, dog. If, if you're you, not going to listen, it's not going to
1: work. You made a woman who's 40 years old and you 40 years old. That whole idea that somebody gonna come into your life and pay all your bills—you, you—that shit is over for you. You've been paying your bills for the last twenty fucking years. That shit is over. We not like <laughs> you. Not like ten years old and us starting off together and doing that shit is over for you. You know, like it's not a thing for you. It's a very limited few. That's still a thing. When, you, as a woman in your forties, no one's coming in and I'm taking over all your shit. You're not a trophy wife no more. Like it's just isn't this not a thing? I'm sorry. And either as at forty nine years old that you're about to get a <laughs> hot twenty two year old who wants you for just you. <laughs> like I, you know, I don't like quoting
2: Kevin Samuel sometimes, but he was like, you know, he was talking to a woman. He's like, you forty four. You got four kids By four different men And she was You know One of high value man.
1: He was like You ever been married before? She's like nah I Said it ain't gonna happen Ain't gonna happen Best you can do Is your child's father Cause you gave that man A child And he's talking about You celibate And then I Then
2: I look at it Like sometimes <laughs> So I got a friend of mine I love her to death I am not gonna say her name You know Beautiful woman Early 40s two children but she has a, a great career uh beautiful home drives what she want to drive vacation how she want a vacation and she got two two daughters one is probably about 13 14 the other's like 8 or 9 but they sassy you know what I'm saying like do I want to come in as a man off the streets the mama's it- sassy well, she is. So I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> Do I want to come in and like have to be responsible for all of that? Like you start looking at it a little bit through a little bit of a different lens.
1: No, parenting styles, it 100% matters. Like if I don't like your parenting style and you already have a child, we don't have one together. um, It's going to be a clash. Even if we have a child together, because I can't, I can't come in and instantly tell you how to raise that child. But if we have a kid, I'm one hundred percent telling you what we doing and what we you not know, doing. You
2: know, you know this woman. Yeah, you know this woman. Like this woman, I'm about to tell the story about. You know her. Okay. Okay. Me and her dated at one point, and she has a little boy. This nigga is bad. Like I mean, bad as fuck. So one day, the little nigga flooded my 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 uh drop my uh wash tub in the basement where the washer and dryer hooked up. He decided to climb up on my washing machine, put his little socks in there, turn on the water and flood it to the point that water was running all over my floor. Now, we were trying me and her were spending time together trying to integrate the kids mm. just to see cuz like we had talked about like living together at one point. So, we was trying to integrate the kids, see how they get along with yeah. one another. Now, my middle son, he'll fight, but he not a bully. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't fuck with him, he'll leave you alone. But if you fuck with him, he going to put hands and feet on you. So, you know, in the course of all of this, you know, this little nigga flooding my sink. He, he got in the water. So, now he neck deep. That's crazy. Neck deep in water. So when I just my my middle son come get me, dad, such and such, and flooded the sink. You need to come get him. I come get this little nigga. He's soaking wet, neck down, because he been playing in the water, and he barely tall enough to peep his head over the
1: Where's water. Where's she at? She upstairs in my house. Man, go get your fucking son, dog. <laughs> well, she was like, "Well, you trying to play step daddy? Why don't you handle it?" First off, I don't play.
2: I said, okay, that's fine. I'll go handle it. So I went, got him out the, you know, got him out the water, dried him off. I'm talking to him like, why'd you do this? He said, you know, because I he got real flipping with me, you know, because he wanted to. So I took that opportunity to discipline him like I discipline my own children. I gave his legs a little, little one, two, three, you know, <laughs> tighten them up a little bit. Now she in a frenzy Like oh my god I can't believe you hit my Well you asked me to handle it You asked me to handle it And I can tell you I haven't dealt with this woman In a very long time This little nigga is
1: still Is still Cause he need a man In his fucking life She's She's married
2: now Didn't have more kids With her new husband But this little nigga Is headed to to
1: jail She not married to a man Cause you gonna let that shit Happen in your fucking house I'm I'm sorry, I cannot be with you if me and your kids don't get along, and you shouldn't want to be with me. Dog. But like, if I, yo, you don't get no props as no stepfather dog
2: though. this little nigga still bad as fuck.
1: Mm He in
2: high school now. He she didn't change high. He uh, got he got beat up yet. Oh yeah, he didn't he didn't change high schools because niggas jumped on. Yeah, he didn't been beat up beat the fuck up he gotta be in like 11th grade now but like he bad as fuck yeah he headed for jail and he think he tough like i've seen him out and about and like how I call his, he got a very he got very distinct initials so when i see him i'd be like hey yo no nah, no nah, no nah. and he know that's somebody that know him and then i approach him like you remember me
1: you know what i'm saying like i used to be hitting your moms he's still bad <laughs> little nigga still bad That's crazy Yeah, I don't know, man
2: (laughs) The Lord himself is going to have to open up my eyes and be like Yeah, you're going to have to give this one a chance, dang That's the only way I'm going to get back in this dating pool for a minute I'm going to take me a little break Pray to God And work on I'm going to do like how to lay I'm working on myself I'm working on getting myself together I'm reading more books I'm eating healthier. I'm going to sleep earlier. Like, I got to work on getting myself together.
1: Yo, we got an episode called She Lost Four Teeth. Was this about fab, baby mama?
2: No, man. This is about a date that I went on, and she lost four teeth on a date.
1: Oh, yeah. You had her on your back or some shit? She, she hopped my back. And she went face first
2: into the median and turned around and she was she didn't have full teeth in her mouth. Yo, and we spent the night at emergency and she wasted three of my foot lock, my new Foot Locker t-shirts bleeding from the mouth. Yo,
1: May 18th, 2017. The whose Man's Is This episode.
2: That's been a staple ever since. Yeah,
1: yeah. I didn't even pick a fucking whose Man's Is This this week. Damn, I didn't even think about it. I'll figure it out.
2: I'm about to say, it should be a special one for 400. Yeah. Uh,
1: one Gotta Go Part 2. College of Hip Hop. Shout out to the twins. That was June of 2017. Father's Day episode. The Color of My Boudoir episode. That's for out Keena. in the City.
2: Dr. Keena Day now.
1: Then we had Freeway Ricky Ross. Freeway Rick Ross after that. Then we have One of my uh,
2: favorite episodes
1: Yeah uh, Shout out to Tom Hopkins uh, Yo the deal breaker episode With Jamanta. Um. Shout out my nigga Marty Yo uh, Man we gotta Shout out to Coffee talk episode With uh, Kamal Smith Yeah Doing hot big things And shit now We gotta get Kamal back in here Yeah Yeah the don't negotiate with terrorists episode shout out to uh, vanessa uh i'll give vanessa her props you know what i'm saying uh mike and vanessa facetimed me the other day from um the birthday party with uh he was there too yeah
2: yeah i was at the birthday party for
1: um man them day 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 one's for sure
2: yeah, they you know what I'm the,
1: saying, like in the crib
2: next to each other.
1: Like They're, y'all, y'all, yeah. That, hopefully they they can always be friends, like for life. And that, they don't understand it yet. You know what I'm saying? But me and
2: my daughter and Mike's daughter exchange numbers and like are developing their own little relationship. They want to get together and like yeah. spend time with one another. But these kids, I remember when Mike's daughter stopped breathing. Like he was supposed the day he was supposed to take her home. Like she just up and stop breathing. And when you spend that much time with people in that type of space, the neonatal intensive care unit, you know, you got to scrub in just to touch your baby. You know, they only wash them certain days a week. So if you miss washing day, you miss so much. And just to see these kids grow up. Now they just regular. They just regular kids. I got a chance to kick it with, you know, I saw Takia. i them a little smaller. They all, y'all, they all a little short Yeah yeah. But they regular as hell They just regular yeah. 10, 11 year old kids at this point But I got a chance to kick it with Takiya, Like you said ne- Vanessa was there I saw her Me and Mike kicked it And like kind of introduced the girls to one another uh, It was it was a beautiful time man And you know
1: They had Facetime me Because Vanessa wanted to prove to Mike That she is the reason that Shop talk started. And um I do Explain this. So um
2: You know You know Vanessa's from the East Side.
1: Yeah. And I I don't
2: really want to give any credit to anything from the east of the city.
1: But you know, she was best friends with my ex. You know what I'm saying? I do remember that. And uh we used to we was over we used to be over all the time kicking in with her, founds over the whole nine yards. And uh, shout out to Vanessa. She was on one of my first new hires. Like when I first got into leadership, she was like one of my first people on my on my team. And uh, we've been friends ever since. Crazy. I saw her and Fonzo on their first date. By the way, that's why. Um. Uh. But you know, are, are we the precipice for
2: Black Love? This is before the pod, though. The pod but didn't. I'm, but exist I'm saying yet. our connection is bringing couples together. I'll take it. The gurus. The, the power.
1: Guru. The power of love But go ahead Go ahead uh, But you know You know I like to talk And I be on some I be on that shit sometimes You know what I'm saying We was having a conversation And she was just like Man Like what you doing She was like You gotta stop working at this job Like you supposed to be doing something else You know what I'm saying Like you Stuff you talking about Like you be, You supposed to You supposed to be doing something bigger Than what you doing right now And Thinking on that I was like You know what like I've been thinking about doing this podcast shit in my head and I'm like, you know what? I just got to I just got to I got to gotta fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I got to stop bullshitting and just, and just Let's get do to it. it. And the whole idea about it, you know, I'll be on my conspiracy bag and the whole nine yards. Like that was the point. You know what I'm saying? So I can share some of the information that I share, but, I won't put the put the put the knowledge in the candy type of shit. You know what I'm saying? So you we, ain't
2: had a good conspiracy theory in a minute.
1: Cause some of the, some of this shit just so blatant. <laughs> it's like, yo, this is just literally what's happening. It's like,
2: I got a good conspiracy theory. Uh, go that? ahead. Fin- I want you to finish the story, and yeah. I share my theory.
1: But um, so like that's how I kind of like started. You know what I'm saying? And like that, based on that conversation, like you supposed to be doing more. You supposed to have a bigger impact um because you got whatever the thing is like you should be sharing um some information and uh like that's what finally put the battery in my back to be like fuck it let me go ahead and like commit do it buy some this or buy this and that and um shortly after you know what i'm saying we start doing a fucking pod you know what okay I mean? and uh so this but like me and mike was literally driving around and we found this particular studio like we was literally just driving down the street and he was writing down telephone numbers and we called a telephone number and they was like, yeah, you can come up here. And then we was, uh, when I had the truck still. We was sitting in the bed of the truck in the parking lot, um, just looking at the building and shit. Like, man, I think we're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? And I remember talking about like, yo, this is, this can happen and this can happen. And we're going, we going we gonna to make this happen and shit. And, um uh, You know, it kind of worked. You know what I'm saying? It it didn't kind of. It's us. Yeah. So, but they was having a a conversation about that. And it just thinking about us reminiscing about 400 and how things started and everything. You know, shout out to Vanessa. I can't believe she had a hand in starting Shop Talk. Yeah.
2: That's, That's nasty. (laughs) <laughs> it's nasty work right there Shout out to Fonzo for allowing Vanessa to marry him And carry his children and have his last name uh,
1: St. Fonzo A daily husband report is hilarious
2: <laughs> Okay <laughs> Did you see my comment? I told yeah. I told her that Fonzo should be 10 out of 10 Every single day She was like, well you was married you... I was like, me, that's a whole other story Am I going to be 10 out of 10? Hell no But Fonzo, I've seen him in action Ten out
1: of ten, A daily husband report review. Was a, he should give him a seven point seven out of ten today. Uh, he did his comment or his video was in the comment. Like I like them, dog. Yeah, I and do my too. Friends, dog. I like Files Overdose. It's crazy, man. How friendships start. You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy.
2: You know what, man? Like when I look. So my daughter. You know, she's 17 turning 18 and she's working and like I'm seeing her develop work friends. Yeah. And like one of her work friends is like misses something. And I was like, you see how crazy it is that you 18. This woman is old enough to be your grandmother, but you all like look for each other at work to share like moments with and go to break with. Like that's how work works out.
1: When did you notice it? When did you realize you was an adult? And what I mean by that, like like other people look at you adult, which you you may feel like you was growing at 14 or some shit. But when the
2: other people... When the def- will the defendant please rise? <laughs> That's when I knew I was a fucking adult because I was the defendant and motherfuckers wasn't looking for my parents to be in court with me. Like, you a grown man. You a grown man. I think at work, realizing I was an adult, when we first started working at Comcast, you know, I started there a little bit. Like before you And when I looked around And I was like I had my own apartment I had a car note Insurance Like I was working to pay bills Not working just to dick off money And go to the mall Or buy jewelry Like Yo I had to budget my money You know DTE is going to be this much We going to spend this much on groceries Rent is this every month Like Yeah I was like, "Yo, I'm living like an adult." When shit started breaking on my car, and I couldn't call my parents for help,
1: you an adult? I think I started thinking, um, or recognizing that other people recognized me as an adult. I was probably about eighteen, but I was working at um, at UPS, working midnights, packing boxes. You oh, know you what I'm a saying? man? You a man? Um, and for the I mean, I get to work at 11:30 p.m. You know what I'm saying? So, you in the back of a uh, trailer packing boxes with a grown man or grown or a woman or whatnot, and you there for eight hours. So you just start talking, and you develop relationships with people well over than you, older than you. And every night there's a new person. You, yeah. you you're on a team, right? But you don't you don't know who you're gonna be sitting in the box with. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm talking to a guy's son. Go to John Glenn. Uh, Also works at the casino like he a probably like a 45 year old white man. I'm 18 year old, but we sitting in the back sharing life experiences and whatever. And that's actually when I started. I started noticing like me picking up like wisdom or like life advice not directly, but indirectly, and, like, understanding how, like, life works. You know what I mean? You get it from your parents, but it's different when, like, you see it in practice. And I'm dealing with a, a, a mom of three. She and that bitch pushing boxes. You, you know, know what helped me
2: realize that I was a man? Trying to talk to grown-ass women. hmm I remember working at the job, and they set me next to two. They set me next to Tonda, and there was this other light skinned woman on the other side of me, and they both look good.
1: Man, I used to. Man, it was this girl I used to work uh, there. She was. I don't know. She probably was like twenty two, twenty three, but like at eighteen, like you might as well be. You well old. She had a. She had a. She had a red hair, three sixty waves, cold. Like I have never seen this person so cold, but I was younger, so she used to fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're too young for me, but you is kind of cute. Blah, 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 and then you know, one thing leads to another. She was crazy too. Well, like she was dating. She was. Aren't they all? She was. I won't say she was crazy, but she was dating a married man, right? And she was telling me everything. I used to, and like the wife of the nigga that she was messing with like, found out and, like, shot at her, you know what I'm saying, like, multiple times and shit, you know what I'm saying, but, like, I thought I was, when I was grown, well, like, why not, like, after work or, like, I went to her house, you know what I'm saying, I'm like, you actually live by herself, like, I don't know nobody who live by (laughs) themselves, you know what I'm saying, (laughs) like, like, I'm, what am I supposed to do here? It's the middle of it, I mean, like, I got my own car. I'm not, I live at home, but, like, I'm not expected to be nowhere. Yeah. I, like, I got, like, autonomy. I got, like, a very attractive woman who was four or five years of my life. I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, this is, like, grown-up shit.
2: No, I, and that was, like, my same thing when I was, like, 18, 19. And I remember I was fucking with this chick from the job, and she had an apartment out in Highland Park. It was a nice-ass apartment. But, like, one night after
1: work. Oh, girl. Oh, her girl shot her house up by the way oh yeah she found out where she lived and she came outside and shot her house up okay crazy but
2: i remember being one night after work we went to we went bowling then we went to buddy's up the street and then i ended up at her house and you know at a certain time i'm like you know i guess i gotta go home she was like you can go home in the morning i was like oh like this this finna this finna happen. We gon we gonna make sex. It's different. We gon' make sex. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, Well, I gotta go get she's like, baby, I got condoms here. Like, nigga, I ain't never took my clothes off that fast in my life. Like, okay. <laughs> all right, I'm ready.
1: <laughs> no foreplay. <laughs> Yo, let me, 18, 19, you don't need no fucking foreplay. Just let me put it in. <laughs> oh man. Yo, to be young again, my nigga. Yeah. Oh man. That shit crazy uh, There's some couple things that went on this week
2: I don't know what there is. I felt like I should have took some notes
1: <sighs> Yeah man I was just moving through life This week man uh, You see them shoes Kanye trying to come out with they like Black socks pulled up to your kneecaps I did it's not What work? you been thinking about the rave rollout He been doing I, I That the video you sent me today Was the first thing I seen
2: him going on that rant,
1: they could just be talking. I mean, if that's like, and he don't necessarily be wrong. You know what I'm saying? But he just
2: get in a room full of people, and sometimes he just get the
1: mouth vomit. Um, you know, it is what it is. I do like that song he had with Bump J and uh, Vultures. And like that shit. That shit go. He pushed back
2: the album to December 31st. Uh, because the Backstreet Boys, you know that cl- that clip he been. Uh, that everybody clip that they've been showing, like he.
1: Oh, they wouldn't clear the sample. Yeah, they said. Oh, that's that. what he was talking about in that clip.
2: Yeah, and then Nicki Minaj wouldn't clear the sample for a song they was working on. Nicki responded she was like that song is three years old. Like, let's move on. I just dropped a brand new
1: album. Let's move on, nigga. It's a verse. I need it for this song. What uh, your your new album? Don't got shit to do with this. What are you talking about? I'm not clearing it, nigga. Now what Well He said like the, ju- the, the the people in control Pulling the strings Well And that's just what it is Like and don't We we can act like it's not What it is But that's what it is Well she says She ain't clearing it, So get off of it
2: Okay Nikki has spoken Man fuck Nikki Have Nikki you listened to Why the
1: you, fuck would I listen to that shit I don't know no I haven't listened to that shit And she's weak as hell to me though Cause she
2: might be the best female rapper alive
1: I doubt it She don't rap better than To me she don't rap better than Rhapsody She does not And I love Rhapsody um, She be on that weird shit The thing that was talking about today was She was on on the internet talking about DJ Envy Or some shit and he had no Probbling backbone Blackballing me, no nigga. You talking about you about to send some goons up to jump uh, DJ Self because he said Cardi album was better than yours. So now you about to jump a DJ? He like no nah, nigga. I'm not fucking with her until her and D- I'm not playing her music until her and DJ Self figure this shit out. If you want to call that a fucking blackball and like nigga, I play 11 minutes of music in my mix every week, every day. That's it. I don't control none of this shit that's on your local radio station. I I do my mix, which is eleven minutes. If I don't want to play your fucking record because you are here threatening DJs for their opinion on your trash ass music, then it is what it is. I'm fine with that. Nicki got a crazy fans. Yeah, like the Beyonce yeah. level fans, but they worse. Like they active the barbs. Yeah, them motherfuckers crazy. I just think it's a different
2: it's a different type of thing. She's
1: a forty year old woman. You know what bitches is my sons rapping about your pussy. You forty. You went on Casa shit. Y'all fuck around with this little ass kid because y'all tell oh, this is what we gotta do now. This the new rollout We all gotta go Play fucking dress up At this little kid In his fucking bedroom And get on the internet And play some fucking Video games Dance Y'all and new suck. streams This shit lame as fuck Y'all would do anything For the fucking for, for, for what? It's the new rollout That shit weak It's the new rollout You gotta You gotta You don't got to do None of this shit You These gotta tap big,
2: in With the kids You don't
1: got Them fucking mm. This what I don't Fucking understand Y'all so beholden to them fucking slave deals that y'all in. Y'all don't need that shit. If La Russell, and little tiny independent Russell that most niggas don't even fucking know, can be making hand over fist independently. Why the fuck Nicki Minaj can't? Why the fuck niggas talking about Rick Ross and Meek Mill, uh they they about to own this album. Why the fuck would they not own this album? Why the fuck are y'all signed to a label? You niggas can't put no shit on, on, on iTunes? It's,
2: maybe, the, you know, niggas might be in poor financial situations.
1: Rick Ross in a poor financial situation? It could happen. Like, no, unless he a fucking liar. Because he the richest nigga in the world. Mick Mill in a poor financial situation? All the fucking money y'all niggas talk about? You can't put a fucking album out by yourself?
2: Sometimes niggas might need that upfront money. Upfront for what? You got a studio in
1: your fucking house. The label said they're going to give us
2: five mil for the album.
1: Somebody got to help me understand what it exactly is that this label was doing for y'all established artists. New artists. No one knows you yet. Right. You got
2: 10 million people on your Instagram. Yeah. I'm like you. I don't understand the business model at this level in the game. Like, why do I need the label's permission or
1: assistance? I'm I got a distribution deal, nigga. We all distribute to the same place: Spotify, Apple Music. Maybe the label fronting the money for
2: for the uh, iPod- for a tour. Maybe is Rick Ross and Meek Mill on tour right now? No, but if they wanted to go on tour this summer, maybe the label
1: front. You know, front the money for the tour production costs. Well. Fucking LaRusso made his own fucking tour And he, uh, he, and he got a fucking company to, bo- to books the shit for him too I, I sell my own tickets I don't, I don't have to go through Ticketmaster I don't gotta go through Live Nation And I'm making fucking money hand over fist You niggas are way bigger than him
2: But maybe there's some venues LaRusso can't get into Because he won't
1: play with the big machines Yeah but y'all big enough To book them bitches y'allself Ice Cube is booking venues himself Against the NBA if Little Caesars of the Rena, if you can book that bitch, one well, you're not selling out Little Caesars Arena. Anybody can rent the fucking Fox, my nigga. You don't gotta be special to rent out the Fox. You go to their website right now, the the prices to you can rent the Fox out. But I'm And it's not even you, right? Like a local promoter put all the fucking money up and they get you to pay you money to come on their show. All I'm saying
2: is, <laughs> it, me, is it, it, it baffles me. I want the I want the, the label to pay for an arena tour, Nigga, and pay for the and me, pay for the tour buses. they not going on and my fucking dancers.
1: A, Rick Ross is not on a fucking arena tour. That part of his career is over. Meek Mill is not going on an arena tour. That part of his career is over. I want to know why y'all so beholden to these industry people, and they make you do their bidding for you. Why the fuck you can't clear a fucking sample for Kanye? It's because of who you signed to Because you signed a Universal Yeah
2: every and everybody got their hand in the pot like, We're cleared but everybody got to get
1: You know a couple percentage points I don't, What y'all niggas need All this boss talk y'all talking about Rossy. You, you signed to another nigga You ain't even dropped this shit under like just MMG Right it's MMG Universal What you need it for what exactly are they doing for you? Because you
2: got enough money, right? They probably writing a heavy check for you to just drop the album. They not. Maybe. We'll give you $10 million to drop the album. Now you just being dead $10 million, but we'll give you ten up front.
1: I don't get now it. Now you go to Hawaii, record not the with, album. Not with only 31,000 people. 31,000 streams. Look, my nigga, I go to Hawaii, I record the
2: album. We eat at the Fountain Blue every day. Smoke good weed. I
1: think I got a fucking recording studio in my house. I don't need to go to like. But I need to get a different vibe. Let's go record it in Hawaii. Label not paying for that shit. That's not how it work no more. dog. Niggas not opening on fucking 10 million. A 10 million dollar budget for a a 50 year old rapper.
2: For a hip hop album.
1: A 50 year old rapper with a 10 million dollar budget. Fuck out of here. How I'm, I'm going to recoup that. How the fuck am I gonna make fifty? I'm gonna make ten million dollars off that. I'm, I'm gonna go on tour. I'm gonna do
2: seventy five dates. How's the label gonna get their money back? He probably in a three sixty, or some version of a three sixty.
1: Man, you making excuses for these niggas? That's the
2: only way I can see it.
1: Shit don't make it don't make it don't make sense to me. It don't make sense to me.
2: No, no. When I look at an artist like Ross, who's what twenty years in the game now, at least fifteen. Yeah, he came out in 2006 Okay, so About to be 20 Damn near 20 years in the game Like, I feel like you Why do I need the labels backing that much when I'm an established artist? And
1: you ain't selling no records anyway You're not selling no records anyway
2: Is my catalog selling?
1: I'm pretty sure that shit's streaming I still listen to Deeper Than Rap Alright, so I got some cash flow coming in I'm not listening to this new shit I wasn't even excited I spent it. that shit maybe once. Maybe two, three times. That's tops. That shit sound like, and that shit sound like songs they did together over the years. To me, it just wasn't nothing exciting on it.
2: I would just think for those, t- those two large of an artist,
1: <sighs> like
2: Nick- I'd have got bigger records, something more to be excited about, and I didn't get that.
1: I was making fun. I was like, what's she do? What's she, she do, release a... Uh- Romans reloaded fourteen. They're like, no, Pink Friday too. I'm like, damn. Y'all this shit be weak. I mean like, what you think worse, a forty year old male rapper or a forty year old woman rapper? Which is worse? What are they doing? One got a BBL and thinks she's a Barbie.
2: <laughs> I think they're both equally as bad if they're not growing as artists.
1: You listen to Nicki album? How many times she say, bitches is my son's? I
2: listened to one song off of Nicki album because I, I did watch some of the Kai Sinat stream. And she plays some song called... Sheep. She <laughs> Why are you watching that shit? <laughs> I just want... Because, you know, the twins have talked about us getting into streaming. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with what it is. So I've just been trying to like... Educate myself a little bit I see some streaming on TikTok Niggas streaming Playing these video games I'm not that good at Madden anymore I'm not that good at 2K Nor am I that good at Call of Duty So like I don't know what my game finna be uh, And then I just watch like The Sinat shit Because like these kids They love that nigga And they be tuned in And all he really be doing is like Yelling, dancing Running through the house Changing clothes and like I I just couldn't understand it. So I did want to see like what Nicki Minaj is gonna to bring to it.
1: She out there they was trying to teach her the little dance and shit. Like
2: they were little boys oogling over a grown woman. That's all it was. She did play one song called like Fuck the Club Up or something, and on the stream it sounded like it had some knock to it. So I wanted to listen to that one song. But like am I going to dive deep I saw she got a song with J. Cole on there. I'd like to hear a J Cole verse. I would. But other than I'm that I'm going
1: to give it a spin. I'm a, I'm I'm I right now I'm kind of being facetious, you know what I'm saying, and giving her a hard time. I'm going to listen to the album. Better You Than Me. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm going a to give it a skim. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it a skim. Went from a listen to a spin to a skim. Cuz like come on. I mean some of this shit getting hit next I don't I don't listen to Even artists I li- that I like I don't listen to every fucking song And then it's like And I know this is an antiquated
2: way Of doing business also But like What's the single? What's driving people To want to listen To the album? Where the visual? Uh, or is it just I go on The Breakfast Club I go on Sway Cosmic Kev
1: L.A. But, but think about that Them are platforms Angela Yee them are platforms, though. You know what I'm saying? Charlamagne older than me. DJ Envy older than you. Cosmic Kip, Them niggas is all older than you. I don't know that the 19, 20 year olds is trying to tap in to what the 48 year old all media personalities are saying. Like, ain't no more radio. The Breakfast Club is it. There is not a new morning show that's ever gonna be popping. This is the. That's the last of the guard. You know what I'm saying? There's no... Who the hot new young radio DJ person that's coming up? It don't exist. It's not a thing. Now, is there somebody out there with a podcast or live stream? Clearly, it's the Kai nigga. It's got shit to do with music. You know what I'm saying? So now you perverting your... You perform, you whoring or pimping yourself out to anything. You think radio is dying that quickly? Personality-wise? Yes. All the personalities... Is on a podcast somewhere? Niggas pay you what thirty grand a month for for local radio? Thirty mean thirty grand a year or some shit like that. Like you're not making no fucking money uh, out, on on local radio. Nah, that's that's one of the reasons I left. It. You know what I'm saying? You get your money from all the club appearances that you get for being on the radio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, now we got Yo well, Jay Johnson hosting such and such on Friday nights. But when I think about like the DJs I used to listen,
2: like the DJs of my youth. The voices of my youth. I used to listen to Mason, Chris Kelly, yeah, Coco, fucking Bushman, Dr. Darius, Art in the Dark. Yeah. Those are I mean, Darius still sticking around, but he's
1: he's an old he our age. Yeah. Darius is like um Darius don't age. You feel me? And he he uh, mellow, he stay in his lane, he don't do no corny shit. He don't try to act hard or tough. He Tuna just stay. Man. He just stay in a particular lane. And like when artists and everybody come in there, he be normal with them. You know what I'm saying? Some niggas be dick sucking. Some niggas be be too whatever. He just be normal. You know what I'm saying? So all I
2: know is Darius and like DJ BJ. Yeah. When I listen to the radio now, like these other niggas, like it just be some two kids on there between three and seven. Ain't nobody, ain't no, everything is syndicated, now. Yeah, cause I'm trying to think Like you got L'Oreal and somebody else on in the afternoon You got Angela Yee and, you know, New Mano
1: On they, on a shit They should sound like a podcast I don't like the Angela Yee show I don't, I don't even be seeing on my timeline no more I don't,
2: I don't understand I don't understand the appeal of it anymore I don't know I think she left the breakfast show too late And that she should have made that departure Maybe two, three years ago And she'd be in a different position I don't like the Angela Yee show Way up And like you say It sounds like a podcast With a little bit of music in between
1: Which is I mean if that's the If that's where y'all want to go Nigga I know a podcast y'all can put on <laughs> Yeah uh, I don't know dog Hmm I just don't like how Like man it's 2024 why are we still doing... Why are we using these old antiquated systems from 20 and 30 years ago, dog? Because people only know what they know. No, that's bullshit, dog. Like, niggas out here... You know who changed the game? Andrew Schultz. This motherfucker's out here on an international fucking tour. Comedy-wise. Niggas is performing in Australia. Fucking Abu Dhabi. Um, Canada. sold out the garden in... 48 minutes my nigga because he took a comedy special took it to all the stations and everybody they was like we don't want it the nigga to put that shit on youtube for free niggas don't do that shit with comedy because once you tell the joke it's gone yeah that nigga put the comedy special on youtube for free and niggas fuck with the comedy special. Then he was like, I'm going to keep doing And then it the pandemic, he put a whole bunch of content out on YouTube for free. Then, like, I'm going to do another special. And initially, I think he had sold it to, like, Netflix. But they was like, there was one joke in there we're going to have to take out. He was like, I'm not taking nothing out. I'll buy it back from you. And bought it back. And then put that shit out himself via his own website and made Way more money than what they had, what they offered them. Right. And now all the other comedians saw that. And now everybody putting their stand up on the internet because, oh, this shit worked. Oh, you mean to tell me if people actually know I'm funny and see my material, they'll come out and actually see me in real life. Oh, I just got to write more jokes. Now step your fucking game up. Don't work the same routine for four fucking years. Yeah. Uh, write, some mother, write some new material. At- now, I'm in movies. I'm doing TV shows. I'm touring the world. I just sold out the fucking garden in 48 minutes, my nigga. It took Jay-Z a whole day, remember? Yeah. 48 minutes. Pardon I sold- Jay for selling out the garden in a the day. Then, the next day, I sold the other one out. I got two shows now. Like, I'm on a worldwide tour because I'm not about to keep using the same antiquated thing. You know what else he did? He, bought, he built himself a own podcast studio and then put him in his... Because, you know, he started off on the pod with Charlemagne. Yeah. Then I started yeah, doing another, another pod. Then I got my own building and I did my own audio, then my own video and I started doing all this shit myself because why am I keep asking people to do this shit for me? when I can do it my fucking self and make more money. And have full control over it.
2: Because I think people look at like the label like it's a nine to five, you know, it's guaranteeing you something where if I do it on my own, it's out the trunk. It's the Wild West. And I don't know if I can always trust the Wild West.
1: Who guarantee anything from, from a record company contract? Then they can sign more people than ever come out.
2: I'm just saying like maybe it feels more like
1: that. Like you have some umbrella of protection. Well, for these established artists, that shit is beyond me. And guess what? Times has fucking changed, my nigga. Either change with the times or be irrelevant or look like an old nigga in the club. Because niggas over 40 talking about a club banger is crazy. Because why your old ass in a fucking club?
2: Because the clubs, you still got to get the clubs heated up? I don't. Because who in the clubs? The children in the, the club. The young niggas. The my, niggas so, listening. my sons.
1: This is what Kanye said. And I'll never forget this shit. Niggas old, hell, niggas old as hell trying to get their rapping on. In the club looking like a fucking chaperone. Either me or a Just Blaze track is on. This was pre rockefeller Kanye. That shit always stuck with me, dog. Nigga in the club looking like a fucking chaperone. Why the fuck you here, nigga? I'm trying to test this new single out. That twenty two year old look at you and look and you look all of 44 to her. She's not
2: interested. So where's it <laughs> so should I not be making
1: club bangers no more? Anybody who who set out to make a club banger, jump out a window. Go make some music for yourself that you like really, really like that you really, really like, right? And if you make music for yourself or whatever you do, you do it for yourself and you really, really like it, it's going to be that much better. And then when people hear it, they're going to fuck with it because it's the best that you can make when you're making it for yourself. Per wanna, Rick Rubin. I want to make something that's going to make the strippers shake their ass. Well, if that's what you do, do it. Like, if you go, if you got the intent, that's commerce. That's not art. That's not me doing nothing. And it's a million. That's fucking Young Jock. No disrespect. The whole music Era from nineteen nine from two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand sixes, where there was this gangster rap music, but it was real popcorn Prec- candy type. It was shit. precise. Yeah, I-
2: it's going down. Uh, what was that one by? Uh, <laughs> I could see the nigga, not the jibs, not the chain hanging low. It
1: was another nigga. Oh, this is why I'm hot, hot. Yeah, like that nigga. Could make so much money right now in tech. This nigga's a genius, by the way. That's but like Mims. Yeah, uh, mims. This is why I'm hot. Like it was that song was perfect. It might as it might as well have been written by AI. You feel me? Like the hook oh, was man. the hook was perfect. The beat was perfect. The verses were perfect. There was nothing that was whack about it. But when you put it all together, it was just very simplistic. Yeah, and it seemed like yo, this seemed like some advertising. Like agency put this shit like it was a perfect song it could probably make that list Yeah, but like we we all knew it, it ain't had that soul in it though on paper yo this shit is everything yo he got the look put it get him a hat he got signed to he got signed to so so def like future still making club bangers shout out to him you know what I'm saying but do you be in the club to listen to these songs? Are they club bangers? I don't know. When the last time you been in the club? It's been a minute. dog. They like, what kind of club? Like a strip club? Nah, nigga, the club, the club. Because in the strip club, nigga, they playing drill music and murder music, and that shit, it's just, it's, it's just, it's just in them, it's on the background. Like niggas not listen to the words. Niggas just shaking their ass. You hear the chorus come on, and. It's not a lot of ass shaking going on in the strip club these days It it really ain't (laughs) It's it's just not That's not the climate That bitch is a lounge now Yeah, With a girl Doing this (laughs) (laughs) You know you might get
2: one or two over in your section And she might shake a little ass But like You know I remember when I interviewed a young lady on Dame After Dark She was like I don't like niggas touching on me She was like I'll just stay on the pole all night You're in the wrong profession baby girl you know profession. She's like, I don't do private dances, and I don't get you know. Some nights I don't take my top
1: off. Okay, well keep that twenty-seven dollars to yourself. You feel me? It's just different. I mean, it's OnlyFans now. I guess
2: the game didn't change. It's perverse. Cash, I got an OnlyFans, but she says she ain't showing no ass. Yeah, it's just gonna be exclusive content videos,
1: like what OnlyFans used to was made for. OnlyFans was not a, a sex worker website initially. <laughs> OnlyFans was Patreon before Patreon existed. If cash, I get butt naked, I'll pay $12.99. That woman is married and she got a child. She's not getting butt naked on the internet. Okay. Unless she's on BMF. <laughs> <laughs> she's dead on that show. Uh, so uh, you can explain the movie or you can explain TV, but it's just hard to s- s- explain. Because uh, that kid going to be famous when he grew up. The nigga are, you know what I'm saying? Like that kid's going to be cool, right? Because look at his parents. So when he get older, niggas is going to show him a picture of your mama naked, popping it on. That's not, I don't think she too, she's not going to let that happen.
2: No, she's too business savvy. Yeah. And I would dare say that she's too big of a star
1: for that fuck shit. Yeah. Only fans is not for y'all to be popping pussy on. It was literally for musicians and stuff. Shit, Barry had the Uprising Network on OnlyFans. I remember. But but now you say, nigga, the, this week in culture, Patreon was going to go on OnlyFans. You know what I'm saying? But like, when you say OnlyFans, people hear ass and titties, dick sucking and feet. That's what they hear. <laughs> they don't hear like, this section is only for the fans of this particular artist and this OnlyFans. Where- yeah, but they just hear, yo, know, uh,
2: yeah, as a ne- such? A n- I mean, niggas done bastardize holy fans. Yeah, dog. like GoFundMe.
1: It used to be like to start if you really to fund projects to for like crowd crowd sourcing. If yeah. you really needed help, like and not like for social shit. Like, yo, I'm I'm working on a project and I need X amount of dollars. You will get. The first 2,700 of these products after you put money, like... I got introduced to uh, GoFundMe because I knew a young black man. He
2: was trying to start his own comic book company. And that's how he was trying, like, he had promised once he made certain benchmarks, you know, I can complete this much of the comic book. If you subscribe, you'll get the digital edition up until this point. Yeah. Once I reach, you know, $20,000 and I can print up... So many of these, like the first 50 people that donated uh, at least $50 to get, you know, a copy of the comic book. So that's how I was introduced to it. How I know it now is like one of you niggas get shot at the gas station and you ain't got no money to get buried. And your cousins and them set up a GoFundMe so they can put
1: your dumb ass in the ground. Um, Also, if something was to happen to you. And you got $100,000 in your bank account. Who the fuck got your bank account number?
2: I mean, me personally, my children. Yeah, well, I've had a conversation with the kids. This is where everything is.
1: Yeah, but for Dope Boy, insert person here. Like, the reason that they got a GoFundMe, not necessarily because you don't got no money. Like, we can't access it. Yeah. Like, how, how are we going to access it? You know what I mean? All your, all your accounts and everything is probably in a note in your phone and your phone's locked, my friend and
2: nobody knows the password
1: yeah your ex-girlfriend thumb is still the passcode and she's nowhere to be found and no one knows who she is actually because you never posted her on the internet like we can't get into your accounts you might have you have, you have well over enough money to take care of all this shit but the state of michigan is gonna have it in about two years because once you don't touch it the it's East, gone the e-sheet gonna come get it and is the michigan
2: Look, my nigga do real estate investment. and He said he bought an old trap house. He was like, nigga, I done found like 75K in cash knocking down walls in this bitch. And he was like, I am i don't know what to do. I said, You keep it and be quiet. Yeah, shut your fucking mouth. Keep it and be quiet. Don't tell nobody else besides me. And hey, give me half. Mouth. You said something before <laughs> I tell all you, nigga. You know, like, I know who blocked that is. He was, he was like, He bought the old
1: trap house. He said he found about seventy. I would would leave the house alone. You didn't pay seventy five thousand for it. You take the money and now that bitch is it belongs to the streets.
2: Jay, he was like he found six Apple MacBooks in the bitch, (laughs) a bunch of credit card readers. I was like nigga, the MacBooks and the readers to the trash, the cash to your pocket, and just get the MacBooks to the eBay, nigga,
1: and that card reader. If they locked, like what I'm supposed to do with them? Sell them for parts, nigga. Nigga cracked their screen. You know how much it, it's over. Nigga. Oh, I didn't... <laughs> yeah. Well, I must have... I gave them bad advice then. Yeah. But I definitely told them... them the, because, like, everything on the laptop is on the motherboard. It's soldered on the motherboard. So when something breaks, you got to replace the motherboard. Um, or... You, get the, you go online for a fucked up one, and you swap that bitch out, and now you, ain't, you didn't waste $2,000 on a new one you just get, you know.
2: Hey, man, keep the cash default on that loan and keep moving. Yeah, for sure. Keep it moving.
1: <laughs> man, I wish.
2: Some niggas just have all the luck. Macho left us a voice note.
1: All right, I'm going to play it.
2: All right
0: shop talk 400 yo man it's crazy cause uh, bull game about to start but yo this the homie Mach out here west coast it, um, I actually just ran to the car to grab something and I was like oh shit i supposed to send my voice note but yo man 400 of them things man shout out to y'all man that's major that's oop man y'all not only a huge part of the culture but y'all a huge part of a lot of our lives you know what I'm saying cause like you know every Saturday I get up you know what I'm saying Get ready to go do my wedding thing So on my way to the chapel where I'm usually listening to the pod So just wanted to say I appreciate y'all For all y'all do man I had a lot more to say but man I meant to leave this this vo- The voice note a little earlier But yo follow me on this real quick though I think Nas Is Tom Brady right Z to the GOAT But AZ gotta be Eli Manning right Here's why I say this, because no matter how dope Tom Brady was, he could not outshine Eli Manning when it came down to it. And I feel like every time Nas and AZ on the track together, no matter what Nas say, AZ shit just always a little flyer than Nas. Y'all you know, know how I feel about Nas, man. Nas the GOAT to me in my eyes. There is no other, like, Nas that one. But I just always felt like, az man he's just always flyer i'm not saying he had the best lyrics on the track or even the best delivery but it was just always like his shit just sounded a little more flyer than i so i'm gonna talk about that on twitter maybe on stage one day but i wanted to get y'all feedback on that because you know y'all talk that hip-hop shit shout out to dame music pick of the week without that i would have never found out about one of my favorite rappers d rick you know what i'm saying i never would have found out about courtney bell you know what i'm saying so Shout out. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all play a huge part in all our lives, man. Too bad me and Cheyenne couldn't get together and collab on another uh, <laughs> dope video to celebrate 400 like we did three. But the love is still there. The love is still real, man. I appreciate y'all brothers, man. Thank y'all for all y'all do, man. I might not even had a uh, homecoming. My comedy special. My man Jay shot for me, man. That's a good dude, man. I appreciate you, man. You brought my vision to reality, man. So shout out to y'all. Much more success. I'll be leaving a voice note for episode 800. Macho, I'm out. Peace.
1: Appreciate you, Mach. Peace, Mach. Um, I, like, I can see the analogy he's trying to get at because it's a competitive edge. I can see the analogy, but in my humble opinion, um, as much as I like AZ. He has not accomplished as much as Eli Manning.
2: Yeah, he's not a championship performer. Do I think he's he
1: didn't win? A, he's so, a,
2: he's an in in a in division
1: rival, maybe. Like I think that Az Asiatic is an amazing album. Right, I think Az has incredible games. But I've never seen a complete season from AZ. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know who, what quarterback fixed that has like, yo, he can throw for 500 yards in a game. You feel me? Or like go neck and neck with such and such. But like I ain't seen him come back in the fourth quarter and like dominate.
2: Nigga, there's a lot of quarterbacks. (laughs) The NFL got 30 Jared
1: Goff. I'm like, no, I don't want to give him that. But, the
2: uh, NFL got thirty-two quarterbacks, and not all of them are stars. Yeah, not half of them are stars.
1: Yeah. Um, I love Asiatic dog. Um, uh, you listen to Az new Project new project?
2: I've li- I've I've
1: skimmed through it. Yeah, I don't know why I don't like it as much as I th- I I, sh- I f- I'm a spin it more.
2: So what I'm finding myself is Az sounds like he's a step off. Like he's a step behind the production. Mm. Like he's trying to catch up to it. And I just don't feel like the production and his lyrics are just a good marriage on this project.
1: And like the joint he did on Nas joint with that on the firm joint. Man, that was a perfect verse. though.
2: Yeah. But,
1: you know, Pete told me that may be the greatest rap verse he's ever heard in his life. Which is saying a fucking lot because that coming from Pete. Right. He was like, "I think this may be the best verse I've heard." I was like from A Z he was like, "No, just in like in general, because you know he talked about growth and it, like it was a perfect verse. um it's like, ooh. Nicki Minaj has arguably well, she has the best verse, the best verse on the best song, on arguably the best album." My beautiful dark twisted family.
2: Uh, I get that to you. Kanye said he made her write that verse three times.
1: Uh, he said he, he made Rick Ross write his verse over too. Yeah. He's like, yeah.
2: That's a funny story. You've ever seen that story? Yeah. He's like, you <laughs> trying to tell me what?
1: <laughs> you can do better.
2: Yeah.
1: When Kanye told you you can do better, you you took it. But when D1 told you you can do better, you said, I bought turkeys.
2: I I Cause I don't feel that niggas on my level. That's all that is. It's ego driven. I don't feel like that nigga is entitled to say some shit like that
1: to me. Yeah. Do better Ross. Um, yo, she's incredible. That's the best. That's one of the, that is quite literally one of the best. Perf- I, after I listened to that verse and I even listened to it on uh the dissect podcast and when he broke down, everything was made it even sweeter. I understood how somebody can get rap song of the year and then best performance of a song a year. Definitely. Because how she enunciated and rapped how she and perform performed that song. On that song, one of the best performances on a song I've ever heard, right? But I don't know, these albums, nothing she's ever rapped before or after sounds like that. She didn't have that
2: Kanye trying to produce her neither.
1: Yeah, you need somebody telling put, you.
2: You need a producer. You need a vocal producer. Somebody to push you. Do it like this. You make it some, sound like that.
1: You need truth around you, right? And if you, when you tell Nikki the truth, she hates you.
2: When you tell women the truth, it's not just it's not just a trait that's synonymous with Nikki. Tell a woman that you love the truth some and see people, if she don't. And see some people respect it. Because if you love somebody, you're giving them a softer version of the truth. Tell somebody that you love the... Un- Men don't tell the truth to women how women give the truth to us. Oh, you fat, you lazy, you don't make enough money. Shit. <laughs> and if we did... Maybe that's my issue. <laughs> and if we did more of that, like, look, you know, you 40 pounds heavier than you was before you had little Tink Tink. Uh, your ass kind of sag a little bit, and you be wearing cheap bras. And I can see your leave out real, real bad. It's time to take out that weave. If we talk to them like that, nah, you might get
1: different results. You might be end up single. Maybe that's why I'm currently <laughs> single. Uh, shout out to Macho man. I appreciate you, my brother.
2: Love Mach another person we met from the pod. Yeah, now a friend of the show. You produce his whole comedy special, just off this connection from the pod.
1: I remastered it too. I, I did the audio over, and I went back and edited the whole entire thing over again and shit too. I did. I Pretty sent, dope. I, I sent it to him. He gonna, you know, he got some shit in the works for it. Uh, I, I did. I think I well, I not even I think I did a better job the second time.
2: Y'all did yourself.
1: Yeah. It's always that's what you got to do. I get better after every every shoot or everything I produce. I get better every single time afterwards.
2: Got to go back sometimes.
1: Yeah. Uh, you got a music pick this week, man. Yeah,
2: man. This is going to be my music pick for every milestone episode that we do. PD Pistols, PDPI, live from Detroit. Because Pete is as much of this show as our intros, as this is recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Pete has rolled with us for well over 350 episodes. It's the reason that you know the episode is on. And I salute Pete. I love him because of th- this song is synonymous with our podcast and It's part of the show as much as anything else. And every milestone that we celebrate, we will celebrate with our partner, Pete. So 400 episodes, PDPI, PD PD Pistols, this is going to be our music pick of the week.
1: Uh, That's not it at all. (laughs) What the fuck? Why did uh, John Legend come on?
2: That's the type of night you've been having.
1: You do get on a sports coat and corduroy pants. Uh, yeah, I was at a wedding. Did you dance? Well, we had a reception type thing.
2: Did you dance?
1: There was no dancing.
2: There was nobody to dance with?
1: There was no dancing.
2: There wasn't a DJ or music?
1: There was music. There was not dancing. Um, live broadcast.
3: Live from the short, live from the short, fly, uh, from, fly, fly, fly yeah, yeah, pink soaps with hats to match, big crack a dial, Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tenant, seats for reclined, Keep the hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money on our mind. Clean cars, we stars, we'll need that paparazzi. They don't know about Butch Jones and Rick Maserati, Detroit Red or Malcolm, that Desert Eagle Falcon. Go through them white tees and out them, so what's the outcome? It's time to get paid. So many niggas on stage got on Cardi days that you can smell the wood frames, wood grain in the dash. The hood insane like Hussein for that fast cash. Them Cardi boys, Shutter boys, screaming old oh boy. Them Dexter boys, Jefferson, no back deliver noise. Don't get destroyed, paranoid, down to Plymouth Rock. Shot town Joy Road, stop, that's the block. With friends disappear daily like mirages You might see ace like spray painted on garages Opposite of Mr. Rogers Pop the clip and dip in silence You gotta grip and talk and shit Them pistols quick to find you Here come them sirens Crack hair screaming At imaginary people Cigarette belly in his mouth His eyes staring so easy It's like the sequel To menace to society Except at the end All the motherfuckers would've died violently Cause niggas kill kids too I ain't bragging I hate to say it This I live, dude short
2: Live from Detroit. So shout out to Pete for being our intro song. I know when Pete recorded Detroit News, he probably had no clue that one day we would use this for this thing called a podcast, and it will ride with us for so long. But like, Pete is such a huge part of this show. This music has become synonymous with a brand new episode. When you know it's time for a new episode or even an old episode of Shop Talk Podcast, is usually Peace Voice that you listen to opening in, this thing up. Well, and we wouldn't be here without him,
1: him and Jenny. Technically, about to say, every episode is. This episode has been recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. And
2: I want to send a special shout out to Jenny because people, I know she she hates when I refer to her as Dr. Jenny, but I want to send a special shout out to Jenny too because at one point while we were recording this show, I almost got my leg amputated mm. and Jenny gave me a, a piece of valuable advice that either it was going to go one way or another And she had hooked me up to see a doctor. Unfortunately, my doctor wouldn't give me a referral to see her. But we were able to resolve the issue. But Jenny just reached out just being a good, genuine person and a friend of yours. And I will always love and appreciate her for that little piece of advice. And, uh, yeah, they are two important parts of this show. We could not do the show wouldn't sound the same without them. Yeah, show sure. wouldn't sound the same without them. So four hundred episodes. Shout out to Jenny for being our showrunner. Shout out to Pete for being the intro song. And hopefully you'll hear those voices again. Another four five
1: hundred episodes. Uh, absolutely, man. Know who's mans? Uh, no, but um, no, I will let you go ahead first. All
2: right, man. Well, look, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's rocked with us, whether it's been from day one. Day two, whether you just started jumping in from episode 389, we appreciate every listen. I appreciate everybody that taps in, that communicates with us, shares something with us. It doesn't go unnoticed, it's never a bother. I appreciate every last one of you all. Shop Talk 400. Look, we just scratching the surface. Twenty twenty four is right around the corner. Me and Jay already got some amazing guests lined up in January. We got some big things on the way from us personally. Hopefully, a big announcement within the next few weeks. Uh, we got a we got a really dope documentary that we're gonna be dropping, and like we're literally living in the finale of the documentary. And waiting for one piece to, uh... Waiting for the ink to dry on something... So that we can introduce that in the documentary... But if you've been rocking with us... I love you, I appreciate you... Keep rocking with us... Yo, when you see the blue and the black... You know where the fuck you are at... The brand is goddamn strong... It's Shop Talk Podcast, bitch...
1: Yo, man... uh, Shooting the documentary for the pod, man... 400 episodes is a milestone... And I feel like it needs its own... Proper... Dedication You know what I'm saying Shout out to those Who have contributed Um If you want to contribute You know Say some words You know Tap in with me man Hit my Hit my Instagram And uh Let's we'll see what we can work out You feel me Um But um I shot a couple people A couple clips You know It was like uh, Not me getting emotional yeah. yeah That's what I was looking for So um Doing the Doing the documentary man Um Shooting editing the whole nine yards And um I'm trying to I'm trying to drop it around top of the year. That would be perfect. You feel me? But uh, I'm not gonna set a firm date yet. But coming soon. It got to be relatively soon.
2: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, episode 430 dropping a documentary on 400. That's right. Kind of wild. Um, but yeah, man, that's coming soon, man. I just appreciate y'all so much, man. Uh, shout out to all y'all who have supported me um, from afar, uh, from up close folks who ain't never said that y'all listen to the pod but y'all been listening each time man yo you just important you just as important Uh, man I had my dad on the pod that's crazy you know what I'm saying one of
2: the best episodes you ever Um, did
1: man the episode we did was super man that's one of my favorite episodes Uh, instant top 5 you know what I'm saying that was like 398 but that's instantly top 5 you feel me um emotional yeah it's been so much, man. And uh, I'm probably going to think about a whole bunch of other stuff when, you know what I'm saying, we turn the mics off. But, man, it's been a blessing to do this stuff with y'all, man, every fucking week, week in, week out. Who knows how long this going to go? Or wh- let me rephrase that. Who knows where this is going to go? Uh, but it's in God's hands now. It's above me. It's Damn. above me now. Hell yeah. It's above me now. When you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio book some time. I'm not saying we're the Rockefeller podcast, but we are JJ.
2: Hell yeah. Shop Talk 400. We out this bitch.